Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE Walk Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lynn. And welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and my lovely co-host, Miss Daphne Lynn. Hello, Daphne. How are you today? Hello. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful is absolutely wonderful. Exactly. Very good. It's always good to hear That's that. awesome. Yes, indeed, indeed. So we are the NDE World Podcast, and um, we do a lot of different things here. We share the near-death experiences and reviews and interviews and concepts and different elements of that world, along with different spiritual uh, phenomena and out-of-body experiences and just diff- different cool things. Um, extraordinary, extraordinary experiences. Yeah. yeah. Hey, share like said, those. Yeah. Anybody's ever seen any or ran across any aliens or anything? I mean, let us know. I mean, we'll, we'll bring seen you on and talk about it. UFOs, had, had visions. I mean... Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll cover it all. We'll cover it all. So, but anyway, we can also, if if you know someone who has had a near death experience or has any of these really cool experiences, go over to the nde dot world um, website. Again, that's nde dot world, and uh, you know, contact us. We'd love to have you on the actual podcast. How's that sound, Daphne? I love it. I'm so looking forward to some of the upcoming. Uh, podcast we have coming out. Uh, got to just get our schedules lined up with it, but I'm really looking forward to some of the ones we got coming. Me too. Me too. Me too. When you start really looking into the near-death experiences, that they do share a lot of common elements. So that's what we do. Yeah. We specialize in breaking down those elements and then sharing that with our listeners. Yes, and I'm sure the more uh, listeners listen, that there's things in these accounts that you can take away and learn and grow from as well and that's the beauty in all of these accounts is us in us sharing these is because it is enlightening it is something for self-growth you know you can apply these lessons that somebody else has experienced in your life and you grow and shine you know, let that light shine, you know, be that higher vibration, be that positive, that peace, that love that the world so needs. And we can glean that from these uh, experiences that these people have had. There are what we call nuggets. Yes, I love calling them nugs. <laughs> Let me give me some good nugs. Go on nugget hunting. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, speaking of nugget hunting... Let's go and uh, check it all out, see what we, what nuggets we can find. We'll do that. So let's go ahead and bring our first clip of the day and uh, see what we can find. And we'll go ahead and get these pens and pads out and go ahead and start taking some notes. And we'll be right back. How's that sound? That sounds good. Okay. And we are rolling. I was adopted twice. Both adoptions were broken by abuse. I don't remember my childhood. 
I joined the army at age 18 and never looked back. I made myself into a modern success story as evidenced by my running a $60 million division of a Fortune 500 company. But the afternoon of February 3, 2022, on my 41st birthday, I was in a bad accident. I had severe injuries and my lungs were crushed. As I was panicking and fighting for breath, I started bargaining with God for my life back. During this bargaining phase, my childhood memories unwound like I was an observer looking at a movie of my childhood. I was given perspective to the things that happened to me. At some interminable point, I was jarred back to the present. I was still dying. I felt the utmost, chilling cold, as God said, you don't bargain with me. I snapped to full awareness and everything started going red and black. I was struggling to maintain consciousness and deny my situation. I guess I was going through the five stages of grief very quickly. I remember at least one teardrop, and when I accepted that I was going to die, my psyche shattered. The concept me of me, my life experiences, what makes me unique, it all shattered and broke. In my last moments, I felt a sense of absolute shock that the concept of me was an infinitesimally insignificant data point in a greater whole. As I grappled with what that whole was, I died. The best way I can describe what happened next is that my consciousness uploaded to heaven. Call it my soul. I felt like I was being beamed out of my own head. Then I was there. Was this heaven? It was pure light, I felt togetherness. My consciousness, my soul and all of our souls are fragments of a greater whole that I'll call God. It felt like being on a megadose of painkillers, an absolute, euphoric, warm, fuzzy, and belonging feeling. I didn't ask God questions. I thought questions and answers just materialized. Everything that includes the universe, reality, and life are separate sparks of God's wholeness. God is a scientist, the way that we would think of a scientist. The purpose of everything is to experience things, and bring those experiences back to the whole so that God can learn about it. I feel like I connected with or briefly engaged with a couple of people I know to be dead, in a, oh hey, you're here too, sense. Then I was leaving. Leaving was a horrible. I felt lonely and like I was being ripped away from the warm, unified light. I was soundlessly screaming in terror. And then I was back in my body. My psyche was still broken as I had general aphasia. I couldn't remember my name or what my native language was since I speak several. I'm a polyglot, I couldn't remember anything except the terror that I was back and I didn't want to be. I was in the hospital for five months. I didn't discuss this with anyone. I don't think I ever will. When my disability ended, I went back to work. I'm still a great problem solver, crisis leader, and an effective manager. I won't say that I'm looking forward to dying again, but death holds no terror for me now. And we are back. Wow, that's my really cool nuggets in that one. Yes, a couple uh, really just stuck out at me, but um, what was your uh, thoughts on some of it? Um, just a couple of notes before the actual really NDE that he got into, the actual real OBE, should I say, when he actually had died. Um, just a couple of things. We had that the flashback of the childhood memories, um, and he realized he was still dying. But really what really stuck out in my mind, he said he was trying to bargain with God for life. Yeah, that's what and God said, or the source said. Exactly, and he came back and he says, you don't bargain with me. And I 
Ooh, whoa, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty yeah, intense. Pretty intense. Then he said he went back to that red and black. Um, he saw the red and the black, and that his whole psyche shattered. And then he actually died. And this is the point where he actually went over into the actual OBE. So we can actually pick up with that point there if you want. Uh, starting off with the um, consciousness uploaded to heaven. Yeah, that I thought that was interesting that he he used that term uploaded to heaven. Um, you don't hear this is like computer terms here, but um, a lot of people just say they were vacuumed through. I mean, just like we say, each one is different for every person that has the experience, but his was uploaded to heaven. Yes. And An the, instant upload. Exactly. And to go with that thought, we hear this a lot. It said, how is it out of his head? We hear a lot of time these these energy, these spirits, your soul goes right out of the top of your head. Mm. I have heard that, but I've also heard of it popping out of the chest. You know, if they're on their back, they see them just, like a mist just pop out. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. I don't know. Um, the one thing that I caught too um, was he said he he felt that he was just a small part of the greater whole. Fragments, yeah, just fragments of yeah. God. I like how you so said that. So that's, that's something you see a lot of is just that source your your spirit returning to source spirit to your higher self so that's uh cool that he got to experience and and know that there's there's more than just this here absolutely and then what about where it says and we hear this a lot as well that um he just had a thought and as soon as he had a thought it would actually materialize yes exactly you see that a lot you're thinking of questions and the answer is immediate Already there yeah that's wild. Yeah. Wow. Now, my favorite part. God is a scientist. He experiments and creates different experiments of things, and he brings them back to his lab. We're here to experience things and take that experience back to source. I have exactly. heard that so many times through channels, through different NDE experiences. That is a common thread throughout a lot of these is, is we're here to experience, to live, ex and take that experience back. back to the other side. Yeah, and I, I love this guy's analogy, the way he put it out. That, you know, he, he described Source as a scientist. Yeah. You know, and we hear, like you said earlier, we hear, we know that Source is emanating and, and working in all things, all life, all of us. And like we've heard from, from many times, like you said, uh, different experiences where people actually, uh, they... They say that the source, we are a source having experiences, and then we'll bring those experiences back to source. Mm -hmm. you know? So, but he used that analogy of a scientist, and it's, I just thought that was cool. So, right. he did see a few friends. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was interesting too the um, warm, unified light on that side. And it was, was the euphoric. Yeah. It was his turn that he used euphoric. So, um, you, you see that a lot with these accounts is that that unified, like the collective, yeah. some people express it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we are getting ready to head back to the body itself. And he explains uh -huh. it or he uh, describes it as a terror. 
<laughs> he said he hated he hated he to didn't want to be back he didn't yeah go back so any comments on that yeah just that he's you know and you you hear so many of these people say they did not want to come back they wanted to stay there because of that that unity because of the love because of the the light that's there these people are fighting having to come back to this dense dark world that we live in you hear this all the time of the fighting to stay where they are yeah hear that a but lot. the beauty in it is, is for him was now death holds no terror for him that's what so we he hear. was no terrified of it not just a f- fearful but terrified of it mm. so that, that's more intense than just a regular fear Absolutely. for him and also what about that part where it took him like like after five months i mean he was so um yeah he, he used must an have actual been pretty described mangled. a certain word he used to describe that um, but like for for a while they yeah he said couldn't even remember his name I mean, it was just that yeah that was interesting that he could, i guess that's the uh, amnesia kicking in because he said he spoke five languages and he didn't know which language he spoke because he did speak five languages wow so his his native language he was he didn't know that's pretty amazing isn't it it it, it really is and there's something unique in every one of these these uh, accounts it's there is and when you you want to look for the commonalities, you know, because if you and, and this is worldwide, you know, we, we talk about this a lot on this show yeah. and people that know anything about this. This is not just a local phenomenon. This is worldwide. Every culture, every nation, every person that are actually having these experiences. And it goes over into tens of thousands of experiences that are, you know, scientifically and medically recorded and right. studied and, and things like that. So right. this is very common all over the world. It is. And, you know, I, and I think the reason I'm starting to believe this is the reason these people are coming back and sharing these experiences is to enlighten the the world, you know, because it, that's part of the, the death experiences. We didn't have the NDE experiences for years because of the modern medicine, yeah. you know, bringing people back and them being able to recall these things. You know, people just died then. So this is a way for that sign to enlighten us to where it does eliminate that fear. It does give us, you know, a, a broader perspective of knowledge that life does go on. Right. It's not just here and now. And that, that's, I think we're, we as a whole get hung up and thinking that this is all there is and it's not well to go with that thought i think a lot of people i don't want to you know put anyone's spiritual or religious beliefs down that's not what the show is about and we we say it all the time if your religion and what you believe brings you higher consciousness brings you closer to source makes you a better person makes, makes you, you do love good to more, others do good to others yes by all means. Keep, keep it going because uh, the source will let you know when that level of your spirituality is going to be enough and he'll take you to another level from there. Right. You know, but if whatever works for you right now is, is what you want, what you need. But we have to understand the role that even most religions have played in our belief systems and our concepts of things like life and death, the afterlife, you know, the heaven and hell concepts. You know, you think about 
say like even Christianity is heaven and hell, that, that traces way back to Zoroastrianism, you know, Medo-Persian. And you, in, you can trace it back to see where these roots come from. But yeah, and pardon the interruption, but you know, with you saying that, it create the religion of heaven and hell. The teaching of that actually creates a fear for you to serve that God that you're serving. It, it's not out of love, out of want to do good to others, to be the light, to share love with others. That creates a fear based serving relationship yeah and that's yeah. not healthy and that's not healthy that's not a true source yeah good point good point yeah source is love and it can only be built on love so if if what you're involved in um intervenes with that love in any kind of way if it separates you from humanity and others then that's that's not love that's you not know, it should bring us all unconditional together. love yeah, yeah love, love should unite source not divide and be non-judgmental Exactly. Don't judge. All right. Well, looking at the clock, um, let's go ahead and uh, listen to our next clip and see if we can get some nuggets out of that. How's that sound? Let's go nugget hunting, baby. All right. And we are rolling. When I was a teenager, I had issues with depression and anxiety. I attempted suicide a handful of times. When I was about to turn 18, I decided that I was going to end it all by taking an overdose of drugs and then going to sleep. I assumed that I would die peacefully in my sleep since this is what I saw on TV shows and in movies, but this was not the case for me. I took whatever pills I could find from the kitchen cupboard and followed them with a drink of my mother's alcohol. I went to sleep. Sometime later, I woke up to the sound of a loud, fast and repetitive, beating noise. I quickly realized it was my heart. It was beating so hard that I swear I could hear it through my chest. As I was lying there, I remembered trying to kill myself. I was scared. My body was telling me that it that it was shutting down. I was having difficulty breathing fast enough to keep up with my heart and my brain felt fried. When I knew that my body was giving up that's when things started to happen. Suddenly, I saw my own face very close up. I saw my face almost directly above myself, but a little to the side. I saw that my eyes were open and I looked dead. I also saw my whole body and the surrounding area from five or six feet higher above my body. I'm not sure if I was seeing myself from both perspectives at the same time or not. I can see there are 20 or more people standing around my bed, like they are waiting or something. I could only really see the tops of their heads and didn't recognize any of these. I don't remember them being dressed in any peculiar way. I then saw a flash vision of my grandmother, who was the only person I knew who was deceased at the time. I wasn't thinking about her and no thoughts were going through my mind. She was stood in a dark graveyard. She was wearing an old-fashioned, white gown from her neck down to her feet. She stood there slightly to one side and was giving me a stern, angry look. She communicated with me that it wasn't my time, that my mother would be hurt, and that I would be going back. I'm not sure where this communication came from as it wasn't audible or come from a voice. It seemed like she purposefully stopped what was going on. Then I return to my body with the knowledge that I have to do something to get out of this situation, so I call for an ambulance. 
I eventually got taken to the hospital and recovered. Side notes. I think some of the people standing around my bed were paramedics, but I'm not 100% sure on this. I've tried rationalizing who all these people were and what they were there for. It did cross my mind not long after the experience that it could have been some kind of flash forward to if I had actually died for real and what the scene could have looked like, but that still doesn't answer why there were so many people in my room. My grandmother was a dominant, controlling woman and my mother counted on her. She was protective of her. I never had a great relationship with my grandmother but just before she died, she would invite me over to her house and we became quite close. My vision was different in some way when I was out of my body but I can't explain further. I don't recall seeing things more or less clearly but there was definitely a change in my vision, like I was seeing in Super 3D or something. I also don't think that I could feel my heart beating when I was out of my body although I'm not certain on this since I wasn't in any state of reflection at the time. I personally think I died for a split second or a few seconds. Alright, and we are back. Okay, this guy had a drug overdose. A little bit of alcohol to kick it in and kind of throw him all over into that overdose state. Yeah, interesting that he he said uh, what woke him was the loud, fast noise that he described as possibly his heart, and it scared him, so he yeah. called. The heartbeat was so loud. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But this is a common thing that you see a lot of, too, is that sense of knowing. He said his body was telling him that it was shutting down. Yeah, it was that sense of, Yeah, the sense of knowing that, that most of these indie years have is they know they're about to pass transition yes um and this was pretty pretty unique i think for for an obe a lot of times it kind of the consciousness will shift over or they they shift out of the body and they're they can they're looking down perhaps over the body or they can look you know look down and see in the operating room or whatever this guy here it seems to me he said he didn't know if he was seeing it from both perspectives or what but at first he could see actually himself above him over to the left uh, he, he saw his face. He said, "Then he saw his whole body, right. which was about five or six feet above his body." Right. So, you know, was he seeing still in the first person, or did he shift over to even a, like a third person and see the first and second person, uh, or what? That, you know, it's very interesting on that part. Um, but he goes into uh, the, seeing twenty or more people around his bed in his room that he didn't recognize which was quite interesting um but uh he uh passed that saw his grandmother and she told him it was not his time so um well before you get too far ahead of yourself kind of thinking about the 20 people around the bed he later commented that you know he wasn't sure, so he he's not saying that this is what it was, but he said it could have possibly, because, you know, he didn't have a near-death experience here in the sense that he was already in the hospital and, you know, in the bed, hospital bed. I mean, this is something that happened, um, I think, before he even got to the doctor, right? Before they... Right, he was seeing the vision around his around his bed. So he he did comment that he didn't know if it was... Like a future a vision. future vision, right. yeah. And that's what I was wondering, you know, any yeah. comments on that? Yeah, but the, he didn't recognize any of them. But 
he, all I could see was the tops of their heads. Yeah. So my my thing was, you know, if it wasn't the the future clips of what was coming to going to happen if he did pass, but possibly the spiritual loved ones that are on the other side that was standing there to greet him, the greeting party that you sometimes oh, hear of, which no. we don't know what uh, his what he got from it, but um, he no. just wasn't sure what what happened with that. Well, speaking of relatives on the other side, uh, we got a little episode with grandmother here that popped up all of a sudden. So yeah. he had a flash vision, right, of grandmother. Now, very stern this, and looking mad at him. Yeah. Grandma being grandma. <laughs> but look at some of the elements here. Let's let's kind of break this part down. Uh, look at the symbolism in here. Uh, a flash vision of the grandmother said that she stood in an old graveyard. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so there's a death connection death scene, right there. Yeah. Um, and it was her, and he said he knows that she had already passed. She was one of the you know, family members that had preceded the family in death. Um, but said so that she was dressed in white, like an old-time old yeah. old-time dress or something like that. Right. And she had this sternness about her, you know, mm-hmm. this real stern look. And we hear this sometimes, and it, it just depends on the person. If that's what that person needs, and they're going to have somebody stern on the other side and say, hey, look, you know, you gotta go back. this is what you're going to do. Right. Because they know that that's going to affect that person strong enough to send them back. That's going to be their motivation. you know. Right. That's that authority in that person's psyche. So she said that it's not your time. That he needed to, you know, pretty much go back and look after mother, you know. Yeah, that mother would have been really hurt. So mm-hmm. now, again, he mentioned like all of these are that it was actually done telepathically. Yes, exactly. That is the 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 takeaway for just about every experience is yes. the telepathy. Yes, and then here it says he uh, eventually he did end up going to the hospital. Um, also seeing in super 3D, yeah, I remember enhanced that. vision. You hear that is a lot in uh, the NDEs as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that uh, 360 vision, that 3D vision, mm-hmm. 5D vision. I mean, you you see even the energy vision. off of everything. You see everything's essence. Yes, yes, most definitely. Along with everything, yeah. We probably got time for a short one. Why don't we do a short one real quick? We'll throw that in real quick and see if we can find a few more nugs, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. How's that? Perfect. All right. Good deal. And we are rolling. On the night of October 28, 2019, I had returned home from my job as a registered nurse. I prepared dinner for my wife and son. I began experiencing a dull headache and thought it might be sinus pressure. I took a hot shower. During the shower, a brain aneurysm ruptured. I collapsed and stopped breathing. My wife found me and performed CPR while awaiting the ambulance. The paramedics continued CPR to the local hospital where I was placed on ventilator support. I was then sent to get CT scan where it was revealed I had a grade 5 aneurysmal subarachnoid hemorrhage. I was airlifted via helicopter to a major stroke center. I had a drain placed in my brain to relieve some of the pressure and was kept on full support in the neuro ICU for several weeks. During my coma, I had an encounter with my deceased grandparents. They died over 25 years ago, 
but it was as if we had just seen each other. I was not startled by their presence. We walked along a bridge over a bay. The sun was warm. I could smell my grandfather's cologne. They were the last age I saw them, 25 years ago. A giant lightning bolt appeared within arm's reach and a flew through a dark tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, my wife was sobbing and smiling as I awoke from the coma several weeks later. It seemed like the experience lasted maybe 30 seconds total. I was in a different city in a hospital an hour away. And we are back. All right, that was kind of a short one there, but there's a couple of nuggets we got out of it. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a registered nurse. His wife was a nurse. Mm -hmm. So it starts off with him having this headache, and he said he went and took a shower. Thought he just had a, like a sinus headache, whatever, but he ended up... Yeah, something very short, major. Being a, uh, like a brain hemorrhage or something, I believe Aneurysm, they said. Aneurysm, yeah. Aneurysm, yeah. So he goes into a coma, and then what happens? Um, interesting that he saw his grandparents, uh, which is the um, deceased, senior deceased loved ones, um, and that is very common um, that it is um, those that you were close to. Um, but interesting with this one is they were at the age they were when they passed. Sometimes they're younger, more, sometimes exactly. they're older. That was a comment so, I wanted to make as well, yeah, um, that a lot of times you hear that they're, the grandparents have has returned to like a, a 30 year old age, you know, but they still knew it was their grandparents. Mm hmm. Exactly. But what was pretty neat about this one, and, and, and you hear it all, not often, but, but you do hear it, but they had this encounter with his grandparents that had passed years, years ago. 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he still, that's that, I guess what he identified them as. Mm hmm. Maybe, I don't know, yeah. but they were, they were at the age the older age that he remembered them as before they passed away. So yeah, it was kind of bizarre. Yeah. And as well, um, we're talking about enhanced senses here. Um, oh, he yeah. felt the warmth and, um, an, er an earthly scene, which is very common in these NDEs is, you know, um, he was at a bay and it was very pleasant and warm yeah. and the sun was shining. So, you know, it's those enhanced senses, even the sense of smell. He smelled right. his grandfather's cologne. So we still carry those things that we know across the veil. recorded into the senses, I would, I would think. It goes exactly. into the psyche. goes into the spirit. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. um, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. So, so if if you take just that little part there um, and look at the different elements, breaking it down, like the scene of them at the looking at this beautiful scene, the bay and all the yeah. bay, right? So that's visual. Okay, now that's mm -hmm. that's something of the eyes, and it mentioned that warm. Remember the feel felt uh -huh. warm. The warm kinesthetic. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's two senses right there. Mm -hmm. You've got um, the sense of smell. He actually smelled olfactory, yeah. His grandfather's cologne, olfactory. So that's three. A lot of the senses being so, used, but enhanced. Yes, and 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 that shows you that these senses carry over. Are probably part of that. The spiritual of you of your being. You know, you still have right. your senses. You know. 
they're just functioning different down here. We we associate our, our senses to the actual physical organs that these senses are um, channeling through or, or where we're you know experiencing life through. Say for example, when we think of visual, you know, we usually you know associate eyes. People think about eyes. You know, of course, the auditory would be the ears. Right. You know, I'm sure he probably even heard birds and things. You know, I'm sure if the senses right. were there and yeah, enhanced, if he's in a bay, in a bay yeah. and you know, but do you need ears on the other side if you're communicating telepathically? Telepathically, yeah, exactly. That's a good question. Think about that. Yeah. That's that's very interesting, to yeah. say the least. So, you know, speaking of the oil oil factory, the scent, the enhanced senses. It's amazing that they the, that sense of smell actually carries over. You know, it, the if you've ever heard of uh, phantom sense, do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. I have those all the time, right. and it's like the smell is is not there, and I know it's not. So I. You know, there's spiritual meanings and little clues along the way, little nudges from your higher self and spirit to let you be aware of things. But I thought that was cool that it was a loving experience because he remembered his grandfather's um, cologne. So it might have been Old Spice or something, being an older man. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It might have been something really good smelling. Who knows? But that sense of smell carries over. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It is. Um, Because I'm... and you hear people, I'm sure, um, when they, to me, it's always, it seems to be visual. You get, you get a lot of Vision, visual yes. um, of the senses. You, you get a lot of that. But you Vision also get, and, and hearing. And, and you get the kinesthetic as far as feeling. Um, love, you know, they, they, just that feeling of love just takes over the body. So definitely the feelings are there. So these yeah, senses the we top, do carry over with us. The top three senses, vision. Hearing and feeling; those those are what pretty much everybody bases their yeah. Because do you need a mouth? <laughs> I know. Or ears if you're exactly. not speaking and talk here. I mean, you, you may and have it just for cosmetics or something. But yeah, if everything is telepathic, then do you need ears and mouth? Right. Something to think about. You know, and you think of all the different ones where you know people see as the ball of energy the light there there's no physical form there but there are those that have, like he did he they, they was walking across a bridge you know yeah. so the physical form was there there's for him there, yeah it's a, it, it's amazing each one is so different but it makes you really just think what we can experience on the other side when once we transition absolutely very good very good well on that note we are going to go ahead and wrap things up and uh yes i have enjoyed it too yeah i I love doing these little episodes for everyone and hopefully you're taking away something as well that you can glean and grow from absolutely absolutely very good we appreciate you guys listening and uh, we thank you so much we send you all of our love and may peace be with you all and until next time let your light shine For more information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world. That's nde.world.